if I want the best possible return from others, if I want people to show up as their best selves every single day, and by best, I mean wherever they're at today. I'm not meaning my best. I'm meaning wherever they are at in life today. I have to be positive. It's no longer about them. It's how I create that space for them. Welcome to the Wild Foundation Podcast, Voices of Wilderness. Through the stories our guests share, you'll learn about how we can and must protect wilderness for a healthy future. We hope to leave you a little more inspired to speak out, take action, make a difference, and find solutions to the biodiversity and climate crises. Some of the best stories are shared when we're taken back to our original home nature. In our Campfire Wilderness Stories series, our guests share their stories of fear, wonder, and connection that make their link to nature a unique and inspiring one. Today, we have Jen Meyer, Wild's Chief Operations Officer, joining us. After many years at Wild, Jen has learned that her heart lies with helping the planet and the people working so hard to do the same on a variety of Earth-related missions. What does the wilderness inspire in her? What drives her to fight for wilderness every day? We recorded this episode a few months back, and hearing it again really inspires me in a whole new way for 2024, and I sincerely, sincerely hope you feel similarly after hearing Jen's journey. So grab a seat by the campfire, and let's dive right in. Jen, thank you so much for being here with us today. This is so exciting. Obviously, I've known you since 2017 now, so that's pretty exciting. It's been a pleasure to work with you. It's been even better to call you a friend. Take it away. Give the audience a little bit more about who Jen Meyer is. Sure. Thanks, Jackie. And I'm so excited to talk with you in this way and I hope we both don't cry so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that's there's no promises there that's almost impossible yeah. <laughs> um okay so who am I I did a lot of reflecting on this question and the thing that kept popping up for me is I'm just a person who likes to service to work in service And I think that has shown up in a variety of different ways through my life and people that I have kept in my life too. Being able to have a positive impact on the world is very important to me and that's what drives me. So yeah, I mean, having something that has deeper meaning is who I am and that's really it. Yeah. How did, so did you just out of curiosity, was that just something you always felt from a really young age? Was it something that you discovered about yourself or is it only now really in a, being in a reflective state that you recognize that pattern more about yourself? Yeah, I think it has popped up in my life in, in stages really. I mean, from when I was a kid and going through school and trying to figure out what I wanted to be in the world, it was always 
I mean, for a long time, it was a social worker. And then it was a school teacher. And then I just found jobs where I served people. Whether, I mean, whether that be something as silly as waiting tables or being a makeup artist or, <laughs> um, let's see, what else? You know, odd jobs like that, it, it was always me having an impact on somebody else's life experience to make them feel better, whether that be have a great day, you know, thanks for calling or putting a little bit of makeup on their face for a party that they were going to. And then as I got older, um, I kind of lost that path a little bit, but I couldn't figure out what exactly I was missing until I met my husband, really. And this this just occurred to me recently that my husband is also very service-driven. His passion is being able to um, work with teens especially and help them become uh, contributing uh, citizens to society. That's what he loves to do. And that's what attracted me to him. And I think it was that common ground that the two of us had, but that piece that was kind of missing in my, in my life at that time. But yeah, and now today I can say that I'm living it 100%. That's so sweet. Well, here we go with the water. Here work. we go. <laughs> <laughs> already, well, that's just really nice. I mean, two people who are drawn to, to similar, I don't necessarily want to call it, maybe it's a calling, maybe it's just a passion, I'm not sure, but... That's really amazing, and it just makes me even more thankful that I, I know you and I get to work with you, but also I know your husband, and I sometimes get to work with your husband, which is wonderful too. So how would you say, how did that passion for service end up finding its way to the wild world? Yeah, so that is also a really funny story and not something that was intentional at all. It, it was, it just appeared. And I guess I'll start that question with, I believe that life, I mean, like a lot of us believe that wild life is a journey, right? But in addition to that, I also believe that life is a series of choices and some are more impactful than others. I, I, had several very impactful ones that if I didn't choose necessary, what I would say was the wrong way at the time, my, my life would look very different. And I'm so happy to be where I am today that I don't have any regrets on what might be wrong. And Wild is very much like that. I, I mean, I moved to Colorado. Um, I didn't have a job when I came here. And Wild was a job ad that I answered. Um, I have no experience in conservation. Um, I have a lot of experience in operations and admin work. And it's, it's something, well, at the time I was working for a paycheck. <laughs> so I knew that I could do that job in order to earn my family money. And uh, I remember very clearly in the interview, um, Carol interviewed me. And I remember that moment so clearly because she and I just connected. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you why though. I just felt like, okay, like th this is going to be a great place to work. I can get along with these people. It'll be fine. Um, a few years passed and then I started feeling more like my bucket was getting filled. 
like that part of me that I didn't realize was missing was starting to come through again. And I think that actually shifted how I also showed up for work too. I wanted to make things better. I wanted to make things more efficient. I wanted, I, I wanted to, in my way, move the mission forward even if it's just a tiny bit some days, which I'm sure we can all relate to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, and that's, that's where I'm at today. Like, I really feel that that service part of myself starting to come out and shine. It's where I can sit here today and say, that is who I am. Well, and that service side of you is just so apparent in our day-to-day at Wild. I mean, I know that we joke about it all the time, but you really are always the first one to tackle something new and you really never shy away from it. I mean, for for anybody listening, Jen is genuinely the Swiss army knife of wild. Like basically any task under the sun, she's got it. She's like, I'll figure it out. And she does. I mean, truly, no matter if it takes three weeks, two days, a year, she's on it. She's doing it. So I guess what that brings me to and what that leads me to wonder and kind of develop on is how do you feel you contribute to the solutions and that whole moving the needle part of the wild world through the work that you do and just because of who you are as a person? So, I mean, in every job I've had, I've always started at the bottom because I love to learn every everything there's to learn like within a business and every single business nonprofit or not is totally different. And I think that part of me has developed that Swiss army knife aspect and has taught me to enjoy that aspect of it. So now, you know, later in my career journey, I want to hop in and make something more efficient and I believe that nonprofits need that more than anything because in a lot of, not, not the bigger ones, but a lot of nonprofits, they are small, like, like us, small in capacity, or there's high turnover, you know, things like that, or they don't have the funds to be able to spend on platforms to make things more efficient. I enjoy that. I enjoy changing that. And I enjoy like, figuring something out and changing the smallest things so somebody else's job is easier. That that brings me joy. And it sounds so silly to say, but it truly, truly does. And another part of that, I think because I find joy in that and because I make it fun and because I like to problem solve, that people around me also have fun doing that too because we're, we're all just on this same boat trying to make sense of this one thing it, to be able to move forward. And I mean, that's what I really love about my job right now. I, I think about if I was in another career, like another career that I was doing one thing and the same thing every single day, I, I would be so bored. I like, I wouldn't be able to do it. And, and I think a lot of people like that just fill, fills their lives and they're happy with doing the, the same task or serving in the same way every single day. And I think that's wonderful. But the reason why I love wild is because every single day is something new and a new challenge. And that's what piques my interest constantly. 
And like I said before, because it piques my interest, I really try to create a fun environment where we can joke, like we can have frustrations and things like that, as long as we're working together on solving whatever that problem may be. Yeah. And now, and now you're COO, you know, and that leadership, that way of leading is felt by everyone. And it's great. It's, it's an awesome environment to be able to actually have frank and candid conversations with your coworkers, but feel like you're in it together and figuring it out together. So I, I totally, I know that, but I've also, it's firsthand experience because I work with you, uh, which is wonderful. So a little bit tying this, all of this a little bit back into nature and wilderness. Did you ever, did you ever really see yourself where, I mean, you kind of, I know you, you, you told us that when you moved to Colorado, you didn't have a job. This was something you could do. And it, you know, got you the paid checks, paid the bills, fed the family. But now does it, what does it represent to you to work for this this sort of mission, this sort of project, not project, but, you know, work. And um, I don't know, I guess, what do you feel now that you're in this world and you're a leader in this world? Yeah, I mean, I think of my best, you're laughing because I know you and you're like, I can't believe that we're even like, I'm a leader in this world. But it's, it's true. You you are a leader of wild and of our team and and what we do. So, I'm, I'm here to pick your brain, Jen. Yeah, hearing that is still a little bit strange for me, to be completely honest. I, mean, I, I don't know, maybe in five years I'll get used to it. I, I don't know. Because, like, I was just telling someone the other day that I think on my best day, I still feel slightly like an imposter, like that imposter syndrome. <laughs> However, like, I don't feel that I've changed, you know? I, I feel like I still show up as the same person I still behave as the same person and those things um but back to the original question like showing up for this job as like a paycheck or something that I could do and you know work to live not live to work type of scenario and how that developed over time in kind of like living breathing my service to the planet you know, that that took a few years for, for me to realize. And by a few years, I mean, I think like three to five years. Like it, it took some time because I see, well, first, when you're starting at, from the bottom of a job, like there, there's that learning and growing thing that has to happen and being able to trust yourself and what you know to be right or what you know to be the way forward. That took some time to develop. But my... My love for nature is probably different than my love for wild. My love for wild is that I believe everybody at wild shows up for conservation, the planet, et cetera, differently than what I see happening around in any nonprofit, actually. It doesn't matter what type of issue it is. I believe our team is so invested in in solutions and problem solving and really changing minds of people to further what our mission is. And that's baseless. I know I'm I'm over here tearing up. Thank goodness no one can see our faces. <laughs> but it's true. 
there's a lot of passion in this organization and there's a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, I have to speak here because Julia's laughing over there. I know. I know. We can't see. I can't talk to Amy or Jen without absolutely being a blubbering mess. But you're right. There's so much heart in all of the work that we do. And it's felt by everyone, not even just internally, you know, externally too. We're a tiny team and with a lot of heart, with a lot of gusto for getting things done continue because your love for what wild is is different for what your love from for nature is is what you were saying yeah so so the heart the passion the things that wild like that that's what drives me to to do this work i don't know like part of me thinks like that could almost be interchangeable with with another issue that I could feel passionate about. That would be interesting to see. Like if it was the same type of team setup. My love for for nature. I mean that that goes like back from when I was a kid. And but for me, nature is great. Um, for me, nature is uh, is family. Like, those are the moments that I remember traveling around the country in an RV, going through national parks, you know, having, camping in a tent with my brother and my sister and my dog. My dog get, getting lost in the Redwood Forest because he decided to chase an animal and then us going, having a search party, like, trying to find him. Me staring. Uh, I mean, I keep on coming back to the Redwoods, but me staring at how all and just absolutely incredible something on this planet could be you're gonna make me sob but yeah it's true it's so true and I think uh I mean when I hear like well how do you feel about wilderness like those are the moments that my brain goes to is those moments with my family but later in life uh, I think you know this, Jackie, but uh, I I also became a yoga teacher. I also became a Reiki master, and that that experience for me also tied me differently to the energy that um, nature brings to the world. Like I tell people, I I don't do humans anymore, and, and I don't, but. Um, but I, but I do like to interact with plant life or like the ground or, you know, things like that to feel something else being alive and something else out there, like also feeling experiences on this planet. And that all ties in where I'm in today, but completely by accident. Or maybe not. You never know. There are there are certain pulls that just, I'm a very firm believer in everything happens for a reason, if we, even if we don't know what the reason is in that moment. And like you said, life is a journey, but life is also choices. And sometimes we make choices and we don't know where they're going to lead, but somehow they kind of come full circle and hindsight is twenty twenty. So it really might not be by, you know, by total accident or coincidence. It, I think you're exactly where you're meant to be and you're exactly the right person to be there for what wild needs, for what our planet needs. 
which is so wonderful. Obviously, I totally resonate with what you're saying about those moments of being in nature. It's, you know, those are moments of memories with your family, but it, to me, it, it brings up connection. It's just connection to everything. It's connection to those that we love, but it's connection to something greater. Like you said, you don't work on people anymore with, with, um, your Reiki and all of your training in that realm, but you, you focus on the connection to the earth and to that. And that's almost also, again, kind of full circle to me because you are feeling those moments that I don't know, are so joyous to you too, probably. And, and, um, getting to experience that and connect with that again is so beautiful. How do you feel? I mean, you, you're a mother, you have a son, I get, I have so many questions that I could ask about this too, but do you see that connection growing in him for nature or is that something that you feel like you need to instill or how, how do you go about that? Finn is connected to this planet in ways that I don't think have anything to do with me or, or Dan for that matter. He is so sensitive to his surroundings but not but not necessarily other people it's just surroundings and you know a a quick story about that Finn at seven years old is is a vegetarian (laughs) that had nothing to do with me nothing to do with Dan it had to do with Wild Pratt (laughs) the tv show and When he was like four or five, the episode was about extinction. And he asked us what that meant. And we explained to him what extinction is. And he decided from that moment that he wasn't going to eat any animals anymore. I mean, we've gone through several conversations about how, you know, well... You don't need to worry about a chicken being extinct. Like it's it's a little it's a little bit different, but I think I think it comes from you know again like a sense of service. Like how how can he have a positive impact right now as a five year old, as a seven year old? Like what what does that mean to the larger picture on a kid level? which is is amazing to watch because it had nothing I mean it had nothing to do with me outside of maybe genetics but you know I don't know (laughs) that's totally cool I think I mean does he get what you do does he kind of understand what you work for in like the greater picture because you're mentioning extinction and one of the biggest things you know we're we're over here trying to halt the sixth mass extinction we're doing all that good stuff does he does he grasp that quite yet? Or because I think when he does, he'll be like, wow, well, that's cool. He does. I mean, he does. But I think that's like also the son or daughter of a movie star. Do they really get what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm not a movie star, but I'm just like relating. Like, do are kids ever really aware like what their parents do? Um, I mean, I can't remember when this happened, but at some point he he came to me. He's like, mom, can we work on saving the cheetah today? Like, can you do that? (laughs) 
and it was really sweet. And so he he does have like some idea of the larger picture, but you know, kids in their lens, something is always less complicated than what we experience. I I a lot of times wish it was as simple as what kids say, and I ask myself why that why it isn't a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because adult minds and adult things just end up getting so webbed up with stuff that's, you know, when we boil it down, I don't know. I mean, when we boil it down, even at Wild, we talk about its connections to different people and um, relationships and working together. And that's such a simple concept and such a, a concept that you learn from kindergarten, pre-K. And we forget how to do that as we get older. It's kind of crazy. So I this, you know, 28 minutes or whatever we've been chatting for has gone by so incredibly quickly. And I want to be conscious of time. And I, I want to ask you, and I think this, this is a big question. So feel free to take your time thinking about how to answer it. But how do you feel that you inspire those around you to... Do better, be better. Um, and I know that you've said a little bit that it's it can be that you're always the one that's like, I'm going to just do this. We're going and we're in it together. But I guess, how do you plan on continuing that and, um, and inspiring those around you and continuing to inspire those around you? Because let me assure you, you definitely, definitely do. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate you saying that because I, I truthfully don't think about it that way. I, I really don't. I, I don't view what I can do to inspire others quite like that. It, for me, it's more about how I can have positive impact it rather, rather than inspire somebody to behave differently. And I try to do it. I, I try to do that piece of it every single day. And the the truth is, like having a positive impact or inspiring a different outcome can be something as simple as holding the door open for somebody. It really can, and probably why I do it for everybody. In 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 work, if I want the best possible return from others. If I want people to show up as the as the, their best selves every single day, and by best I mean wherever they're at today, I'm not meaning my best. I'm meaning wherever they are at in life today. I I have to be positive. It, it's not. It's no longer a, about them. It's how I create that space for them, and I'm I'm always going to do that because that. That's just part of who I am, and and I want and I want others' experiences to be just as good. Ah, I'm well loved all. I'm gonna cry. I think um, this conversation has been so lovely and so wonderful, and um, I have to take a breath as I say this because otherwise I'll cry even more. You're wonderful, you're inspiring, and I can't wait to see the wonderful things you do. I think I'm emotional because I'm, for anybody who might not even know, on the outside, I'm 
stopping working um, at Wild the way that I have been. And I'm going back to grad school. So I don't get to work with these people as closely as I have. As you can tell in my voice, my goodness, pull yourself together, Jackie. It's an amazing place to work. And um, that's really not the point of this podcast, not to hype up Wild as a workplace or you know, solely to promote our projects. That's not what we're about. We're about collaboration and showing what others are doing and putting that in the spotlight. But sometimes you just get the raw emotion of what it means to get a glimpse into our connections internally at Wild and what that looks like. And clearly six years of working with this one human being is making me sob my eyeballs out that I won't be doing that every day. So thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for getting raw. Thank you for sharing your experiences and your life story. It's a pleasure. And I hope every single person listening enjoyed it. And I I know that there are so many nuggets that people will take from this. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to, you know, participate in this. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Find us on social media through the Wild Foundation. And if you're feeling inspired, don't hesitate to share this podcast with those around you and maybe even give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the support more than you know, and it's that support that allows our work to continue and evolve.